The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the strategies behind developing new marketing channels. Joining us today is Amin Bentahar, who is the Chief Digital Officer at the Mar- a Chief Digital Officer of Advantix Digital, which is a rapidly growing full-service digital marketing agency with competency in web development, search engine optimization, paid search marketing, social media management, and creative production services. And today, Amin and I are going to talk about how he thinks about cultivating channels that don't have a lot of previous history and operators using them for marketing. Okay, here's our interview with Amin Bentahar, the Chief Digital Marketing Officer at Advantix Digital. Amin, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you on the show. Excited to reconnect. You were a guest on one of my other shows, the Voices of Search podcast. You've got some SEO background, and now we're going to talk about a topic that's a little more broad. For everyone who's listening who doesn't know you as well as I do, give us a little background on you, your experience, and the company that you work for. Sure. I've been in the business for a little bit over 10 years, started my career at Microsoft, Worked for different Fortune 500 companies, always in the digital marketing space. So I was an SEO analyst at one point. I was a paid search analyst at another point and started building my way up to C-level positions at different companies. And I've been with Advantix for the last four years. And my job is to build digital strategies for our clients and ensure that they're getting the best return on ad spend. So you've worked in-house on a variety of marketing channels and have gone the agency route. Now, one of the things that I've always said about agencies is they're great for getting multiple reps. You see how multiple different companies are run. And you also understand what channels fit with what types of business models. What I want to talk to you today about is doing something new, something creative. There's a variety of marketing channels that pop up and they may or may not last forever. As you're starting to think about new marketing channels, what are some of the things that you do to figure out what are the channels that you should target? How do you validate whether they work? And then how do you scale them when there isn't a lot of metrics or operational experience from other people that you can depend on? I think when you wear the digital strategy hat, of course, there is the traditional channels that everybody's advertising on, but 
like you mentioned, there are sometimes new channels that pop up and we don't really have a lot of experience then or that there isn't like someone who's already built the case around why you should be using that channel. And the challenge here is, is it going to be worth even testing in the first place? So the way we evaluate new opportunities and new channels is, of course, we have to do our due diligence, understanding, let's say if it's a new social media, right? We need to spend time understanding who are the users, what's the demographic, how much time they spend on site, how are they behaving, interacting if it's an app. So we do have a lot of due diligence questions that we ask the partner that we want to work with before we even come to a client or even when I worked in-house, go to my bosses at the time and be like, I need a budget. I want to test this new product or this new platform. We definitely have to do all of this due diligence to understand again, are we even targeting to the right people? Are we going to be talking to the customers that we want to talk to? So again, doing this due diligence is extremely important even before you come up with a budget. As with most things in marketing, it all starts with who is the customer, right? Understanding who your targeting is, understanding who you're trying to reach, and then you build your digital strategy around those people's media consumption behavior. As you start to understand who your customer is, whether you're targeting Gen Z, B2B, SaaS, millennials, obviously uh, there's a myriad of different types of targets that you can have. How do you think about looking at a channel that doesn't have a lot of operating experience? And let's take an example. If we're trying to approach young people, high school students that are, you know, digitally savvy, what are some of the ways that you're thinking about reaching that audience? And how are you cultivating new channels or finding new ways to market to them? Sure. So, and I like that you're talking about a generation that was born with an iPhone on their hands. So they're really tech savvy. They know what they want. In fact, they're extremely smart, even about the content they want to consume. So the way we go about it is, and again, like you mentioned, whether you're a B2B or B2C, there are different channels that are available to us in order to test and learn. But when you're a B2C brand targeting the millennials or Gen Z, there are definitely social media channels that were not around four years ago or a little bit longer than that, like Snapchat or TikTok, where they're extremely like engaged in there, where they spend a lot of their time. They even open up some of these apps nine to 10 times a day, and they spend over an hour every day on those apps. So we were first adopter in Snapchat. We are first adopter with TikTok right now, where you take the risk to go and test. And the key here is, not only test, but be authentic because this generation actually likes authenticity. So the more authentic you are, the higher engagement and the better ROI you're going to have. So that's how we go about it. It is not being afraid to go into Snapchat when no one was looking at Snapchat as a real social media channel for millennials and Gen Z and reaching out to their teams there and working with a client on a campaign or doing the exact same thing with TikTok. So don't be afraid to be the first because there's always going to be somebody that's going to be first at trying something. So why not be you? You bring up social media, and it's the place that my head goes first as well when I'm thinking about cultivating new channels, often because social media channels come up and then disappear relatively quickly. Go back to Friendster, MySpace, Facebook has obviously been around for a long time. And even though it's the biggest social media platform, it's not necessarily the most popular in terms of what the cool kids are actually paying attention to. I think Instagram, in terms of its growth, is actually faster. Yeah. Snapchat, and now you're looking at, there was Pinterest and TikTok and Twitter and Quora, right, specialized social media channels that sort of come and become popular, and then they develop their advertising platforms, and then all of a sudden you got to pay to play. The progression here is 
a social network pops up, it starts getting that sort of exponential growth, and they start working with brands to help them syndicate organic content before they develop their paid platform. A, am I thinking about it the right way? You know, Facebook was all about organic growth first because they wanted the eyeballs and then they launched their ad platform. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Is that something you've seen consistently? And if it is, how do you recommend that brands tap into the organic portion of a social network's growth curve? I think you definitely made a very good observation here, because if you think about it, even Snapchat and TikTok did not roll in advertising right away. Their biggest challenge is how can we get people to grow their organic presence? How can we make our algorithm better even before we start offering to brands the ability to advertise? So brands need to create channels. They need to spend time, again, building authentic content in all of these new channels and not wait till you know they start reading about a channel all over the place to start investing in it. And if they start seeing a little bit of traction, especially, again, if they're targeting, again, don't invest if you're not targeting millennials on some of these social media channels. So understanding, again, who are these people who are being attracted to these media channels in the first place is key. But then let's say that's your target audience. Then start by creating your channel, claiming your pages, having a calendar for those channels as well. Producing content that's specific just to these new channels is going to be the key to whether or not you're going to be winning in this game. because. Yes, once you start the, you know, the pay-to-play game, then it's about who does it better and who has a bigger budget. But if you have that organic presence and if you build that brand first in, within those platforms, then you already have an advantage against your competition because you've built a presence and you were one of the first adopters. So I think that's a really important thing to mention is that this really comes down to content strategy. And you've mentioned authenticity, which is something that can feel very confusing to marketers. Of course, I want an authentic tone, but I also want it to be effective. It's hard to try to figure out what the right thing to say to an audience that you're still cultivating. 
what you said that sticks out to me is you need a calendar, you need to be organized, you need to publish frequently, right? These are all basic blocking and tackling things when you're building a content strategy. And if you're going to invest in developing an organic growth strategy, you not only need to have consistent amount of content, but you need to be evaluating the performance of that content. On the organic side, when you're working in a channel that doesn't have a lot of metrics, a new developing social media channel, how do you think about figuring out what messages are actually resonating? The good news is that a lot of these platforms, when they first go to market, they have some basic metrics allowing you to understand what is the engagement. Some even have the likes. So there are definitely certain metrics that will allow you to at least get a feel about what's working and what's not. And again, it differs from a platform to another. So I think also changing your mindset, understanding that a lot of these platforms are not mature like Instagram or Facebook or Twitter are because they've been around for much longer. So you also understanding and resetting your expectations internally, understanding that, again, this is a new channel. And the thing that we should care about the most is how many engagements are we getting? In the case of TikTok, how many submissions, if we have a challenge, are we getting? So you need to realign your goals and realign your KPIs and not look at it just similar to the way you look at more mature social media channels, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And it's one of the things that I preach often on this podcast is that marketers, the good marketers, have an understanding of how long it takes to cultivate a channel. And this is one of the things that I feel like marketers and non-marketers struggle with. It's one of the things that I've struggled with in my last in-house role. I didn't spend enough time communicating the amount of time I needed to cultivate a channel. And what I'm hearing from you is that there are phases, right? First, you need to figure out what a channel is and which one you're going to test. You need to build a content strategy. You need to evaluate that content strategy to figure out which posts that you're publishing are actually resonating. And I think you get into an audience growth phase. And then once you have an audience, you start looking at what your conversion metrics are. Are there other phases that you're thinking about when you're cultivating a new channel? Yes, I think it's also under not training the same audience the exact same way because, again, there's some people within your audience. So actually start building the custom audiences at an earlier stage and not wait till you have so much data in order to do that. One thing we marketers tend to do is because of all the data that's available to us, we're getting a little bit lazy about doing a little bit of the work prior to having that data available to us. So I think within months and being in a platform, you're going to understand that certain content is resonating more with this audience versus this content that's resonating more with this audience. So starting to build your custom audiences prior to even having the ability to market to them using paid channels within those platforms, that will be key to me is, again, start investing in building your custom audience as soon as you start getting a little bit of traction within this new social media sites. So what do you mean by that? Start building your custom audiences. If you're cultivating a new channel, where does a custom audience come into play? I'm a little confused. So it comes into play in terms of, because again, you will have some of the data available to you. So you're going to be able to understand the demographic, the age, the gender, the kind of content that certain demographic or certain audience is resonating more with versus the other. So you know the target market. Exactly. I'm talking more about building a custom audience so that when it's available for you to start advertising to them, you already have built your custom audiences and you already understand what content resonates the most with them. So you're already going to save you and your company a lot of dollars because you already understand that custom audience A responds really well to funny videos versus custom audience B that likes dog videos. 
So it seems like what you're talking about is segmentation, right? You have to understand the audiences that you're going after, figuring out what the right match in terms of tone and content style is. And then when there is an advertising platform to use in a developing social media platform, you already know the type of content that matches with a specific audience. And then you're just amplifying what you've been doing on the organic side into social. And so where I was saying, when you're cultivating a new channel, there is identifying the channel and trying to figure out if they are a match for your audience, creating your content schedule, posting organically and validating what content works, going through audience growth, and then you're adding on another one is when that channel, that social network eventually adds on an advertising play, you already know what content you should be using, what you should be publishing, and you can just embellish from there. Exactly. Because remember, every single one of the social media sites eventually is there to monetize their platform. They might take five years before they offer it, but history has showed us every single time that every one of these platforms are not here just to help us share funny videos or the nice tweets, but it's more about how they can monetize there. Even Reddit tries to monetize their platform through advertising. Exactly. So on that note, talk to me about some of the channels that you've seen as developing channels. First off, we've been talking primarily about social media. What are some of the new up and coming social media channels? So I think TikTok is definitely making huge waves. For those who don't know what TikTok is, it's a mobile app for creating and sharing short videos ranging from 3 to 15 seconds. It's the third most downloaded app worldwide. And just in the US alone, we have 26 million active users all under the age of 24. It used to formally be called Musical.ly and it got acquired by a group out of China and then they rebranded. And since its launch, it's been growing like crazy, Ben. We see actually more and more brands shifting some of their social media channels spent towards TikTok, especially those who are targeting millennials, because of how engaged the users are. They open the app eight times a day. They spend an average about 46 minutes a day using the app. So if you're not on TikTok today, or if you're not even having those conversations internally, you are going to be behind in 2020. So TikTok is obviously a developing social media channel. Honestly, didn't realize that it was that big. What are some of the other developing channels that you've been seeing marketers have success with? So Pinterest being another one, we see more brands actually invest in dollars on Pinterest. It's actually the cost per acquisition on Pinterest is still actually quite low. So more and more brands are investing dollars there. Snapchat as well has done a fantastic job with their service ad platform. So we are seeing more and more brands in there. So I would say these three right now are the ones that I've seen a lot of movement and action happening around them. On the social media side, I think that there's been more targeted experiences where you're seeing Pinterest, which is skews a little female, less than it did when it first started, but is very much about e-commerce and, and products and some content distribution. Twitter is also for content distribution. You get platforms like Quora, which are a little bit more search intent type content. You mentioned TikTok short videos. To me, TikTok is very much like what Vine was, the company that Twitter bought and folded. Exactly. So you're getting these more specialized experiences and they match very specifically to different types of audiences. You're getting women and skewing maybe even a little older for Pinterest and you're getting younger millennials and you're getting more B2B SaaS in Quora. So it seems like it really depends what you're product and services to try to figure out which one of these up and coming social networks is worth testing. Last question I have for you, 
Are there channels outside of social networking that are coming up that you're seeing brands have success with that marketers are increasingly shifting their budgets to? I want to say it might not be new channels, but it might be products within existing channels. So as you know, LinkedIn and Facebook and Google are always introducing new type ads. So having a percentage of your budget going every year into testing new ad products within even those platforms, because in a way I see some, for example, you know, when lead ads first came out that Facebook and even LinkedIn now offers, I saw that as a new product, even though they live within platforms that have been around for a while, they were a new way for us to capture leads for our clients. So I want to say that keeping up actually with also the big guys and understanding what are the new products that they're rolling and then testing them is definitely something that I highly recommend for brands to do. And in addition, podcast advertising is something that I see more and more brands investing dollars in. We recently actually had our own conference and we had Spotify speaking and some of the data that they shared with us was quite amazing to how people are engaging with even podcasts within just Spotify alone. So it's definitely another channel that I highly recommend brands allocating dollars to because like your podcast, Ben, we know that there are a lot of marketers listening to us today. So we know it's extremely targeted and we know we're talking to the right audience. So it's another channel that I highly recommend brands investing dollars in. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm obviously very biased. I think everybody should be investing in podcast advertising. Asterix, call me first. <laughs> All right, last question for you. When you're cultivating a new channel, how much time, budget, and effort do you need to put in to make sure that you're successful? So let's say if you take your total marketing budget, I would always recommend you allocating about 10 to 15% of that budget towards new channels. It doesn't have to be all specifically going into one, but maybe trying to a year. I wouldn't spend more dollars in more than two channels a year just because you don't want to also test everything and not really have the funds to test everything the right way. And in terms of time and energy, I want to say that dedicating about 30 to 40% of, let's say, of your social media team towards that one channel is something that I recommend because, again, in order for you to truly know whether or not it works, you've got to have to invest the dollars and also the time to analyze and learn. And again, before you make a decision into whether or not this is a channel that works for you or not. I think when you're cultivating a channel, it goes back to the concept that you can have fast, cheap, or good. You have to pick two, right? If you want to be fast and cheap, it's going to take a little while. If you want to be cheap and good, it's not going to be fast. I think I got that right. But anyway, you get the idea that when you're cultivating a channel, you can put a lot of muscle behind it and move very quickly, but that's time consuming and takes a lot of energy. Or if you want to take your time, be very thoughtful, not spend a lot of money, that's a route to go as well. So it kind of depends which direction you're thinking of. I mean, appreciate you coming on the show. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech podcast. Thanks to Amin Bentahar, who is the Chief Digital and Marketing Officer of Advantix Digital for joining us. If you'd like to hear more from Amin, you can check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about why TikTok is the fastest growing social media marketing channel. If you'd like to learn more about Amin, you can also click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet at abentahar1, A-B-E-N-T-I-H-A-R-1, or you can visit his company's website, which is advantixdigital.com, A-D-V-A-N-T-I-X digital.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, if something caught your ear, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests, and you can also sign up for our once a week newsletter. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. 
We'd love to hear from you. So we created benjshap.com slash question where you can send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.